Hello, this is Rabbi Mark Soloway. Welcome to A Dash of Drush, weekly reflections on our world through the lens of Torah. There is a lot of stillness, a quiet, a solitude, a penetrating silence so much of the time right now. Somehow the sweet song of spring and the bird's chorus in the morning feels more alive and more intense and perhaps it's because I'm able to listen more deeply without the distractions around and yet underlying this eerie silence is such a strong sense of fear and pain and loss and grief and sadness that you can almost touch and smell and taste. This is a very, very extraordinary time for our world and so many of us are reeling and some of us are growing and many of us are discovering things about ourselves and those we love and our environments that we didn't know. And in some cases that's painful and in some cases it's joyful. Some people are really growing into this moment with a new kind of depth and appreciation for life and the gifts that we have. Many are talking about finding moments of gratitude every day, looking and feeling into the world and the gifts that we have, the gifts of nature at this incredibly beautiful time of year the gifts of a simple gesture of kindness and so much more. The gift of being able to sit quietly and reflect, meditate, pray, dance, sing, write. I've found a daily writing practice so powerful. And in the Jewish world, so many of us are getting ready for Pesach, for Passover, which feels so extraordinary that we move into this holiday that for so many of us is about being together with family and with friends and this joyful celebration of this feast of freedoms, man cherutenu, as the rabbis describe it. And it's daunting for some of us. Some of us take it so seriously, the work of cleaning and preparing, getting everything ready, meticulously cleaning out cupboards and cushering stoves and ovens, getting rid of something that really takes on the feeling of a virus, this substance that we call chametz, this object, this material that we are commanded not to have seen even in our premises, in our property, in our possession. And we burn it and we sell it and we hide it and it's not just a physical substance, of course. Chametz, which is something that can grow out of five grains, oats and barley and wheat and spelt and rye, that's fermented and that expands. That's what chametz is on a material level, but chametz is more than that. Chametz is our innerness, the ways in which we occupy and fill space where we're not adding anything the superfluity, 
the ego, the arrogance, the puffed up sense of pride that we all have at moments in our lives. And Pesach is a time to look with honesty, gentle honesty, not harsh honesty. The ritual that some of us do on the night before Erev Pesach, which this year is Tuesday night of hiding and searching for chametz, bedikat chametz, searching with a candle, a gentle candle flame, searching through every corner of our outside spaces to find these hidden pieces of chametz. But that candle, as our commentators tell us, is also lighting up spaces inside ourselves as we gently and with love and self-compassion look for the places in ourselves that we could let go of, that we could diminish, that we could find ways to move on from, the ways in which we hold on to petty resentments and anger for things that in this world right now don't really matter, do they? And so that's all part of the Chamait's world, this physical and external reality and also an internal and introspective reality where we look at ourselves. So Pesach is going to be very different this year. Very, very different. We say, How is this night different from all other nights? But this year we're asking, How is this Seder night different from all other Seder nights? And it is so different. So utterly different. Many of us will be spending the Seder alone or with one or two other people rather than a whole community of people. Many of us for the first time will be on Zoom or other platforms of virtual connection with others through cyberspace, Seder Cyber, Cyber Seder. And for many of us, holding on to the attachments of what Pesach is supposed to look like, what I'm supposed to eat, how much I'm supposed to clean, what the table is supposed to look like, what the Seder is supposed to feel like. It's a great time to let go of all of that because our attachments can be a form of chametz too. And this year we can radically rethink what it might look like. And we can say, Dayenu. Day, Dayenu, Day, Dayenu, Day, Dayenu, Dayenu, Dayenu. Dayenu says, even if this had happened, but not the thing that follows it, it would have been enough. Even if we had crossed the Red Sea in our ancient past and not received the gift of Torah, Dayenu, the miracle of crossing over would have been enough. If we'd received the Torah, but not the gift of Shabbat, it would have been enough. And all of these stages in a nation's and in an individual's lives for which we can say, Dayenu, this is a year, my friends, this is a year for Pesach to look at the Dayenu moments. What have we got that we can say Dayenu, it's enough? Yes, there is tremendous fear. And for some of us, we are facing unbearable loss. And yet still we can look at ourselves, at our family, at our loved ones, at our community, at the world and say Dayenu, these little precious moments of grace, the ability to walk among the trees, to hear the song of the birds, to see the buds of promise and hope that spring gives us. All of these are perhaps Dayenu moments. 
And this is a year, as I've said, to let go. Let go of Seder's past. Yes, we can have beautiful flowing memories of Seder's of our childhood. I remember such with such tenderness the Seder's of my childhood at my grandparents' house, sitting around a big table with all of the family there, and the foods, of course, thinking of my grandmother Jessie's homemade chopped liver that now, even though I'm a vegan, if someone put a plate of my grandmother's homemade chopped liver in front of me, I would surely eat it. And I try and replicate the flavors with a vegan version with onions and mushrooms and walnuts. And it's almost as good, but not really, of course, because it doesn't contain the gift of my grandmother's love. But all of those memories can nourish us, but they can't hold us ransom to thinking that this is how it has to be this year. This year is different. This year we can hold on to the preciousness of these tender moments that we can share amidst the fear and the loss and the pain. But it's not going to be the same. This is not going to be the Seder of our childhood and it's not going to be the Seder of last year. And God willing, it's not going to be the Seder of next year. The Seder ends every year with the Nirtzah where we say, what we've done, this Seder that we've done, we've done our best. We've done our best to fulfill the tradition, to go through the 15 steps of the Seder one by one, to have this feast of freedom in the way that we can in our current reality. And we say, Nirtzah, may it be acceptable, may it reach some kind of higher place, some kind of realm, that gives us a spiritual and emotional reward for our attempts to create and to perform and to be in a Seder. And the Nirza says, Lashana Habab Yerushalayim, Lashana Habab Yerushalayim, next year in Jerusalem, next year in Jerusalem, Habnuya, a rebuilt Jerusalem. And Jerusalem, of course, is not just the physical place of Jerusalem with all of its conflict and pain. And of course, people in Jerusalem are experiencing what people in New York and London and Los Angeles and Boulder, Colorado are experiencing too this year as this global pandemic reaches every single one of us across religion and race and color and gender and sexuality. Everybody is affected by it. And the Shana Habab Yerushalayim next year in Jerusalem doesn't mean that we yearn, although many of us do, to be in the physical place of Jerusalem, but the Jerusalem, what it represents, a redeemed world. May we pass through this. May we pass over this. May we pass over this terrible plague that is afflicting our world right now. And those of us who survive, may we survive with a new hope and a possibility of what the world can be so that next year, we will sit around Seder tables in a very different reality. And we will remember, of course, for the rest of our lives, this Pesach, this Passover of the plague. And we will move beyond it. We will cross over the Yam Suf, the Sea of Reeds, the Red Sea. The sea will part somehow, whether by miracle or by human endeavor and resilience by our commitment as a world population to do everything that we're being told to do and to stay in the safety of our own home so that we don't infect others with this virus who may be more vulnerable than we are. 
but we will cross through. We don't know what it'll look like on the other side, but we will get to the other side. And when we get there, we will sing songs of hope and triumph, of survival and of healing in this new redeemed world. So as we move towards this Seder night and this holiday of Pesach, Chag HaMatzot, the festival of eating matzah, matzah which is simple and flat, and we crave that simplicity and that minimalism within our own lives. This is not a year for grandiosity and doing everything in this incredibly powerful and opulent way. No, no. This is the year that we too can become like a matzah in simplicity. Chag HaMatzot, Chag HaPesach, the festival of the passing over, where the angel of death, the Malach HaMavet, passed over the Israelite homes that had the blood of the sacrificed lamb on their doors. And we hope for not just the Jewish people, but for all people that we will pass over. And Chag HaAviv, the festival of the spring, the spring. And we recognize the gifts and the possibility of the spring with its promise of rebirth as we see newborn calves in the field and newborn goats bouncing around in their pastures and the buds of blossom on the trees and flowering promises of tulips and daffodils and crocuses appearing from a soil that was frozen not so long ago. And all of those dimensions of this holiday, the Matzah, the Pesach, and the Spring, and the final one, the rabbinic name for this holiday is Man Cherutenu, the season of our freedom. Freedom may look different this year. Freedom may look different tomorrow and next week and next year, but we yearn for it. We yearn to be free and to celebrate that freedom with our community and beyond our community so that we can really say Chag Sameach have a joyous festival in whatever vulnerable place we find ourselves and may we live every moment with the possibility of a Dayenu on our lips Dayenu, Dayenu it would have been enough there is so much that we have so much abundance and so many gifts Chag Sameach, wherever you are. Dai dai einu, dai dai einu, dai dai einu, dai einu, dai einu, dai dai einu, dai dai einu, dai dai einu, dai einu, dai einu. Thank you for listening to Adash and Drush. We'll see you next time.